Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's Buckle Movie Club. Welcome to Buckle Movie Club. I'm your host, Ethan, here today with my co-hosts. Thatch. And Shamu. And we're here to talk about Pokemon Jirachi Wishmaker, Pokemon Movie 6. So, <laughs> um, this is a much maligned movie in the franchise, at least in the Poco community. Uh, so, strap in for some very strong opinions about a lot of things that happen. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, the movie. Uh, Wishmaker, 2004... Released straight to DVD in the States. It got like a limited release in some places, but I challenge you to find anybody who went and saw it in theaters. Uh, it's impossible. This is the first <laughs> Pokemon movie that went straight to DVD. Uh, even Pokemon Heroes was, had a limited release in movie theaters in North America. And then it like six months later came to DVD. I gotta imagine that that like, theater run is literally somebody popping in the DVD and walking away and being like, eh, it's a little place. Oh, yeah, so. no, no, like, they, I, I actually, I actually saw, this is a little off topic for the sixth movie. I did see movie, uh, 14, if that's the one with, uh, Reshiram in it or whatever. I saw I'm not that sure, one. Because I haven't oh, seen that, all like, those yet. I saw that one, I saw that one in theaters, actually. Um, Back in like 2011, they they did a limited release, and so it was literally just like one theater, one time. You go see it, and then you're done. Uh, but like, I think I think that's what happened. <laughs> huh. So it was like a one night screening or something. It, it, yeah, one afternoon screening because it was for the children's. Uh for the kids. Yeah, they exactly. did it for the kids. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, great. Um. I didn't see this when it came out. I did not either. I, I knew about it only because they had it uh, in the Coliseum bonus disc that you got for pre-ordering Pokemon Coliseum. Oh, you yeah. could oh watch, really? You could watch the trailer for this movie. Oh, just the trailer? Yeah, but yeah, just the trailer. I mean, they're not going to give me the movie for free. No, um, of course not. Because it's such a cinematic masterpiece. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can't give away stuff this good for free. This exactly. is like, you got to charge. Exactly. They, they they had to advertise to me in my uh cel or not my celebrity, my Jirachi Wishmaker disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To, I believe. Uh, to go watch the Wishmaker movie. And the trailer, let me tell you, makes it look more hype than it actually is. I think I actually got this when it came out on DVD. Probably not day of or anything like that, but I remember watching this when I was younger, like fairly close to release. Hmm. That I mean it could have happened. I don't know. I don't know. Your parents I had don't money for probably. Sure. Well, like 20 bucks for a Pokemon movie, and that was like one of the things I was actually into when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Not much stuff I was into, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I have I just remember this movie. Like, yeah, I personally didn't have like exposure to this until Puckle. Uh, I believe it was one of the Puckle movie nights. I don't know how far we made it in like that series. I think we pretty much jumped around like in the original run of Puckle movie nights. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Like it would just be like, what are we I, gonna watch this yeah. month? Whatever I feel like watching this month. So one day you watch Digimon. So I did. Yeah. Uh, there's that Yu-Gi-Oh is still gonna come at some point. Like the like a Yu-Gi-Oh watch. Um, specifically like the first movie. But I digress. So if we want to jump right into the movie, um, so it's worth noting that this is the first generation three movie. Uh, which means that we get Max and May for the first time in the movie franchise, which is so, so terribly exciting. Um, uh, I mean, it would be exciting if they were given a good movie. We, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my stance on Max is very much, please no, please God no. I think that's, I think that's generally everybody's, like, stance on Max. Like, yeah. if we if you were to compare, like, the two sibling characters that travel with Ash throughout the anime... I don't know how familiar you are with the more recent adventures of Ash Ketchum in Kalos, Ethan. I've seen a couple episodes. Um, but I think, I personally, in my opinion, like, Max is kind of a scrub compared to Bonnie. Like, yeah. Bonnie is, like, way cooler. She's way up on things she needs to do. And, I don't know, Max just seems like the little brother that wants to do things, and he's just kind of there. Oh, he's so and, obnoxious. But Bonnie is, like, legitimately a character in the X and Y anime. She actually does stuff. Yeah, well, she's well, she's a character, you know what I mean. She's yeah. like, she has like an arc. She doesn't really have an arc, but she's like, she does things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like Max, who's just like, I want to be friends with Pokemon, and when they let him be friends with a Pokemon, it's like a it's like a six year old with a kitten, you know? Yeah, but how old is he supposed to be? I uh, I don't know, less than ten. I, I yeah. guess I guess he has to be less than ten, doesn't he? Yeah, less than ten apparently. I guess that probably makes like, more sense. Probably like five. I wouldn't say five. I'd, I'd say I'd gander, I'd gander six or seven, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so you guys ready to move on to the story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. the movie opens with Ash and Co. are on their way to a festival for the Millennium Comet, which is this comet comes around once every thousand years. And so they, they, find, they walk to the fairgrounds, and when they get there, they find that nothing's set up yet, so they think that they've gone to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, so let's just camp here for the night. And then they watch as all of these trucks roll in and set up the festival, like all of the boots and stuff. And oh, can we also talk, can we talk about how technologically advanced this carnival is? Like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a carnival that, that like people are, um, like they have these crazy contraptions that set up rides, you know, like these magnificent, mm -hmm. like. I don't know how you describe it. They're giant machines that set up rides and stuff for the uh, curators or whatever you call them. Yeah. But if this is a festival that occurs once every 1,000 years, how come people have things designed specifically for this festival? Like, how come yeah, there are right? vendors who are selling things related to this festival if it never, ever happens? Um, it, could it could be, be general festival stuff. For okay. Other festivals too and stuff. Also, you don't know how many comments there are. There could be like millions of comments, man, just flying by once every week. But this is the most specialist one. The most. This is the most all. specialist one. That's true. But they just have comment like it souvenirs. How I think of it, it's like, like maybe like a craft show or some some sort of like trade show or whatever. Yeah, you I have like all that. these <laughs> different people gather to this one section to do business. But after that, they go to a different area to do business, and it's just it's kind of how they work. They just go somewhere to like sell their wares, and this is just the most popular one. So that's why do you think so they fun. run a circuit? Like they they go around every year, and like their career is just going to different garbage uh, like traditions and stuff, <laughs> and hawking their wares. Uh, yeah, yeah. people do that. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I guess, there's actually, I guess, there's yeah, actually, I guess that's uh, what carnival carnivals are or whatever yeah essentially it's like with carnivals are like a craft like they they have these things like back back in my hometown um actually uh there there's a merlinite would actually be very familiar with this um there's there's a festival in my background my hometown and uh it's literally just a craft show and these people like go around all over the place you know all over the midwest to different craft shows craft show after craft show after yeah craft hmm. show. and then i mean they have carnival rides and stuff that's like what that I- well I mean, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Okay, so that um, makes except, sense er, then. Yeah. It turns out I'm wrong. This movie's amazing. Um, uh, let's not go better. that far. Uh, it gets better. Okay, so the rides get set up, and um, 
like one of the people setting up their booth uses actual magic to do it as in like um so she's a magician lady mm-hmm. and uh she summons these these giant balls and then or i guess they're like oh. balloons and they pop and then the different parts of her booth come out of them which seems needlessly complicated for the part of that nobody's ever going to see like she's always at an 11 she's always a showman even when nobody's watching mm-hmm. um so the crew ro- uh, walks around the carnival for a while they play bumper cars and uh brock hits on a girl while they're there um which when they get into the bumper cars ash runs into a car that nobody's in and is really excited about it <laughs> which is weird i thought that was like you couldn't have just thrown a person in there i don't know um, uh it's it's weird the whole thing's weird but yeah so as they're walking around team rocket stalks them for a while like they're they're hiding behind uh um like a, a pole and watching them but i think team rocket actually has a really like sad arc in this movie which is that you oh. when you first see them, they're dressed as clowns and they're talking about how much they love being clowns and they're like, "Oh man, this is a great job. It seems like a lot of fun." But their obsession with Pikachu doesn't allow them to like, pursue this career that would be potentially yeah. really rewarding for them. So they they drop what they're doing and loving just to go try and steal somebody's Pokemon, which I think is sad. I mean, I feel like it's one of the, I don't know. Team Rocket's got some gusto. I I'm really surprised they're not like in depression yet. Oh, like, yeah. after 20 years of chasing Pikachu. They probably just and, lost their mind at this point, though. I mean, Apparently. like, if, if you like, were, no imagine, imagine you were in a job where you you had one task, which was to catch some Pokemon, right? And you constantly failed at it for 20 years. You would not keep that job. But Team Rocket, I got to give them some props. You know, they they have not, like, spiraled into depression yet. But they've spiraled right, in the sky of- over and over again. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> They keep spiraling up instead of down. Mm-hmm. Our lives are spiraling out of control again. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, they go to a magic show, and at the magic show, the magician does this trick where a curlier goes into a what a, a cage. It's like a box. Yeah, so a curlier goes into a box, and he's like ah, and does magic stuff. And then <laughs> in, the, in the place of the Curlier is now a big rock. Oh, um, yes. The classic turn the Pokemon into the rock magic trick. And everyone's yes. like, whoa, what a trick. And I'm like, it's just a rock. It's- to, me, to me, I go, why, why did you turn this Pokemon into a rock? Like, it's been more impressive to me if, like, the Pokemon was just gone. You know what I mean? I'm left with more questions than answers. Yeah. Uh, like, why did you, like, th- I, I understand it's a plot device or, like, Jirachi, who is in the rock, connects to Max, uh-huh. uh, like in the audience, because like it, the next step is the rock like calls out to people and wants to befriend Max and stuff like that. But whatever, make um, a wish, but, Max. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it's just like okay, so this is this is definitely just a plot device to get our heroes involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really bad plot device. It makes no sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I- there's a bit of reason on their end for it, as I can tell, because okay. they need Jirachi awake mm-hmm. to, for him to for the villain to make his plan work. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so bringing it to a big mass of people to get it to find one person that it wants to be friends with, which is a requirement for it to wake up for some reason. Yeah, for yeah. Friend. But how does he know this if it only happens once every thousand years? Uh, He's there's just hoping. Research, okay. He's just hoping, just praise. <laughs> there could like, be more than one. Probably Jirachi. work. Whatever. There could be more than one Jirachi. It's a possibility. You never know. You never know. But as far as I can tell, it's just like he just—he's just hoping. So <laughs> just like roll the die, see what we get. I mean, I guess it works. So I'm the fool here. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. My my vision is too limited. I need to I need to look beyond. Okay, so um, the Rock calls out to to Max. I'm gonna refer to it as the Rock, by the way, not the Crystal. It's it's the Rock. So. The Rock reaches out to Max at the show, and he runs out of the stage, much to the embarrassment of, like, everybody in the party. You know what I mean? Because I, I would hate to be the person sitting next to Max when he runs up on stage. Because that's the most embarrassing thing ever. You made a <laughs> fool of yourself, yeah. Max. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did. Much. Um, so Ash is concerned about like he's like, hey, Ash runs up after Max and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Are you are you okay? And uh, but the magicians work this into their act, which is a really bro move. I'll admit, it's it's like. Again, to save this kid the embarrassment, yeah. they're like, we're gonna... You guys are magicians, too! Blah, blah, blah! Which is also stupid. It makes no sense. Like, nobody <laughs> yep. buys that. It, it, like, it, like, gets really bad. Like, yeah. really quick. It does. There's a lot of character actions that just are completely baffling in this movie. There's a lot of character actions and a lot of things that just happen in general that are... Like, it's, it's kind of an acid trip. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's just... Like, it's 12 it, hours of looking at patterns on a wall. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, there's just so many disconnects in the plot, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, like, it has its moments, but, like, it's the the plot, like, to get from one action to another, it, it's, like, very little thought was put into it. Like, this this is this is Star Wars A Phantom Menace. We wrote one draft. There, yeah, this there's the definitely laziness in this movie. Yeah. I, I, um, I would go so far as to say that this is, like... In basically every regard, the worst movie so far. Oh, and absolutely! It, it I think looks I, terrible. I think this one gets. I think this is like the low, and then you start getting some nice bumps and some nice things happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would definitely look forward to next movie. Next movie is not that great either, but it's better than this one for sure. The, like this, this movie looks like the show, and the purpose of Pokemon movies is that you get a little bit more spectacle, like spectacle in your Pokemon anime. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. you just kind of lose that because the last one looked good too, or not, not too, but you know, like in, in in like certain sequences, the last movie looked, it looked pretty really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, if you compare this to like the first movie and the second movie, which both definitely had like I I'm gonna say quote unquote strong stories, um, like this one's definitely it's definitely just like an anime, like an extended anime episode for sure. And the the other one, the other ones, you definitely feel something grandiose about them, and maybe that's because like. In this one, all we have for in terms of like legendary Pokemon here, the only thing that we have in terms of that is just Jirachi, and Jirachi's kind of not worth waiting for. He's also opinion. terrible, but we'll get. Oh, to he's that. a horrible, horrible person. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, um, they work Ash and Max into their act, and uh, they're gonna do a trick where Dusclops is going to do. So they put Ash and Max into a box and put a you know. Um. Uh, help me out here. Uh, uh they, they, put like, them, they they put them in, them into a cage or something. It's, it's a box, them. and it's pretty much a it's pretty much got a trap door on it. Okay, yeah. So they they put them into a box, and, and then the dust clap blows up the box. Yeah, dust clops is going to use hyper beam to blow them away. Um, but you know the trap door opens in the floor, and they obviously don't get vaporized. Yeah. So this implies a level of danger on par with getting a shot yeah no no i there there needs to be some kind of consent form signed here yeah like this was a really extreme trick for them to like pull right away it might just uh, not work <laughs> you know yeah, like, no, maybe what, the, like what if like, the, the trap door isn't the pneumatics exactly. aren't working right that day and they exactly die. it gets like jammed oh. or something yeah no but of course this is a cartoon so it's okay we kind of um, also glossed over the fact that max when they asked their name max Refer to himself as Max the Great. Yes, for some reason that is true. No Makes no sense. Max the Great. It's like what? What? Why? No, there's there's a lot of character action, like Ethan said, that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um. So this is around the point where I started noticing like the horrible lip sync errors in the dub. <laughs> like this, this is this is the most egregious offender so far, and that characters will be laughing, and then dialogue that is normal will be going over top of it, like. As if they're not laughing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. Um, and that's a thing that doesn't even really happen in the show at all, which implies like a certain level of lack of caring that doesn't even exist in the dub of the show. Yeah. Like now, or not now, but like even during its lowest points, mm-hmm. like I think the lip flaps matched, you know? Yep, they did. They did. You're 100% right. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Team Rocket steals the rock, uh, and the magicians work it into their act again. Still, I'm not entirely sure why they're doing it now, because they're not trying to save anybody the embarrassment of having run up on stage. Like, these are criminals <laughs> trying to steal a part of their act. 
Yeah. Um, why did they do this? I don't I, understand. It, it doesn't. It doesn't understand. You have the team rocket moment so you can make them blast off. You know. So uh, after the show, they reveal it's like, oh, there's a uh, legend surround. Oh, by the way, they stopped Team Rocket. Who could have guessed? Yes. Oh um, yeah. Right. So after the show, the magician Butler and his uh, assistant Diane explain like the legend of the the rock. It's like, oh, it'll every thousand years it wakes up and grants wishes, and uh, Max like talks to the rock, um, and then he runs around with it like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like he he he's hollering about how he's gonna meet Jirachi or whatever. Uh, just big old UG. Just uh, in my notes, I have UG written out because yep. every time Max opens his mouth or is on screen, is uh, it it kills a piece of my soul. <laughs> it like saps a bit of life out of me. Yeah, he he's kind of awful. Uh, yeah, I I don't that. blame you. He's pretty awful. So, um, May buys a Wishmaker from a biker dude, uh, who's running a booth, so she gets scammed by this guy, uh, and he's like, if you fold the pieces of this down, you know, one piece every night for seven days, you'll, your wish will be granted, which kind of loses its luster when you realize that they're going to be interacting with a person who can grant, or not a person, a Pokemon who can grant wishes anyway. Yeah. Like... Later in the movie, after she's already met Jirachi and he's already started granting wishes, she's still, like, folding this down as if it matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the, and then just... we, we can talk about what happens at the end and it gets even better. But <laughs> um, so oh, we also we... kind of glossed over the Dothclops not knowing Will-O-Wisp, but instead knowing Capitata. Capitata is Will-O-Wisp, duh. Of course, but yeah, so. I, I, I guess I missed that part. Yeah, it's like it's like. What did he use it? Oh, to, I think he used it on Team Rocket or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, Team Rocket's getting away and he's like, like attack the balloon with whatever. As Willow with, but like, why? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's the crew are going to sleep uh, at their camp and. Uh, Max falls asleep, and then May starts singing. I say singing, which is a very loose term in this sense. Um, she starts, like, humming a lullaby that their mom used to sing to them. But it's not, like, humming. It's like... It's like it's like you vaguely remember a song, and you try to, re- you try to like, sing it. Yeah, it's like... It's just, it's just what's that you- song that goes... You know what I mean? Yeah, but exactly. she's doing it for reals. Yeah, I know, right? That's like, like the best part of how stupid it is. The better part is that they all start singing it in a choir. Oh, at the end. oh my god. <laughs> like, oh, oh god, the cheese. Oh, okay. So, um... And, oh, we'll get to it later. Her horrible note... I guess they're notes more than even, like, singing. Uh, wakes so up Jirachi. Um, and he comes out of the crystal, but... They don't really, it doesn't really transform in any way. It just glows white and then a huge, like, ray, uh, you know, um, yeah. burst of light from it and he it becomes Jirachi. So I'm not entirely sure the significance of the crystal as a design because it looks like a different Pokemon should be trapped inside of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's because they needed a rock for some kind of plot device. I it could have been like an protective... idol of some kind. Like, it could have yeah, just right? been Jirachi, but without features, you know It could have been, like, the Tesseract, you know? Just, like, a box. Yeah. I did think they were... I mean, a... that'd be a more impressive ma- magic trick, you know? You just got, like, another box. There's a box inside my box now! Yeah, exactly. It just looks like it has to be something that encases Jirachi to protect it or something. That's what I assume it is. And just to kind of camouflage it as well. Maybe, okay. smaller because than Because they show later on what happens to Jirachi. Which we can do now or later doesn't matter to me. Let's do it later. Let's let's keep going through this plot here. Um, so none of the crew is phased at all that they're meeting an actual legend. Like, nope. The odds that this thing that only happens once in a thousand years actually occurs and you're involved are so low that I feel like they should be completely losing their minds. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're just like, "Oh, hey, Jirachi." Um, which I thought was strange. So, 
uh, Diane sees them hanging out with Jirachi, and she's like, whoa, it woke up. You can stay with us in our camper or whatever for the night. Um, and you start to get the idea. It's, oh, it's it was their plan the whole time. They've got nefarious uh, nefarious purposes right Obviously now. they do. Who just hands you a rock like that and is just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to use this for myself at Here, all. Here, kid, take this rock. Here, here, take this legendary Pokemon, or this rock that's supposed to be a legendary Pokemon. Yeah. Because they, they know it's Jirachi, so people, and they give it to them, so it's like, why would you do that? Now's a good time to mention that Jirachi's voice is the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it there's a like lot a of Pokemon voices that are just, yeah, no. There are a lot of Pokemon voices in these movies that are just awful. Like, Keldeo is definitely the one that comes to mind. Oh, but like, oh God. Oh, I guess I, I guess I haven't heard Keltio's voice. Is it that oh, rough? Get ready, get ready, because he's gonna want to fight Kyrim. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, um, I'm sure that'll make sense in like a couple months. It'll make it'll make sense if you listen to the normal podcast because I do that all the time. When anybody like mentions Keltio, I just <sighs> it just comes to my mind. But Keltio's so cool. Why would you do this? The voice that says, "Fight me, Kyrim." Oh. <laughs> Hey, this is Ethan from Puckle Movie Club with a quick commercial break. Just letting you know that if you send an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, we will answer your questions. So ask us questions about what we think about movies, tell us what you think about movies, even just send us whatever you're up to. Gmail account is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always... Thanks for listening and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip flop. Uh Okay. <laughs> so so back to the plot. Um so Max is given the ability to ask for any wish that he could possibly desire, like anything. So you know, it's I know it's a no brainer and it's just like the most stereotypical thing ever, but why wouldn't your first wish be something of substance? And that like could benefit uh, because, humanity because Max is seven. Um, but That's even true. even at seven, you should be enough of an idealist that like when I was seven and I was told you can wish for whatever you want, I probably would have wished either for a Game Boy or a bunch of candy or Pokemon to be real. Yeah, some I wasn't no Pokemon didn't exist when I was seven. I don't think you're old. I know, right? You're so old that you're married. It's gross. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> Uh, so, um, Max, instead of saving the planet, or the environment, or anything, decides that he needs candy, um, and candy he does get, uh, and then, uh, May is, May is like, oh, oh, I'm trying to remember, okay, May is like, that's a stupid wish or whatever, and then Max wishes for the problem to go away and then Meg oh, that's the out. best thing that's, that's the best thing. can we what? also talk about how jirachi does make candy appear but it's because he's stealing it from somebody yeah it's just making it teleport and the whole like the whole vendor's like stall is just emptied at the end it's just like I, empty yeah. stall. he, he can't create awesome. things he can only teleport things from other places yeah, yeah. um so that doesn't even make wishes come true really yeah no he just makes wishes a little bit more accessible uh, which also, again doesn't have that luster. One exactly. thing that caught my eye, like right after he made the wish for the candy, man, and Ash just started going like ham on each other to get to get Jirachi to make their own wish come yeah, true. Yeah, these people like, are fighting that over me wishes. Really off guard, like. Oh, and then Brock wishes for a bunch of girls, which yeah. is probably the best wish. I, I, that's definitely in like my top twenty wishes that would happen. Like, out of the wishes that were wished, that was probably the best wish. Um, yeah, I don't even know what Ash wished for. Like, May wished for something stupid, but... These are our Ash. heroes. <laughs> and they're fighting yeah. over the, the means to like with which they could save the planet. But instead, they're wishing for girls, which is 
realistic, I guess. Um, so, Drachi falls asleep again, and it seems that Ash and Co. might have lost their only opportunity to save Earth and create peace on, you know, peace on this planet. Um, yeah. Should we go back to the, uh, Drachi making the problem disappear before we get to... Oh, that was, yes. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true, yeah. I, I cut it off. So Max, Max says, uh, make the, Drachi, make the problem disappear, and then May teleports away. Uh, and um, into it's, a pile it's pretty. Of candy. It's pretty cheeky. That's pretty cheeky of Jirachi there. Yeah, right? Jirachi's a scoundrel. He's a he's a he's Kinda got a cheeky. dark streak to him. Jirachi is just not a good person. No, he's a jerk. He's a real jerk. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's just uh, he's too whimsical. I think he's whimsical. I think he's literally just like a bad person. I yes, I would say he's a bad person. Um, but moving like, on. I, I have no empathy for Jirachi throughout this entire movie. Like, none. I, like, Butler, later on in the movie, tries tries to use him for something, but at yep. least he's trying to make him do something of substance rather than just make candy appear and teleport girls into piles of candy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the right thing to do, but at least somebody's finally like, hey, Jirachi, you're a jerk. That- use your powers for something real. Something significant, not just, like, candy. Easily the most impact Jirachi has ever had is in the hands of Butler. That's <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so Jirachi wakes up again, and he starts hollering about, or hollering about how he's a wishmaker. And he's like, oh, wishmaker! And he's, it, it, he just keeps, I, like, talking about the how Max awesome the he wishmaker. is. Also, Max, like, wait, are we talking about after, like, he sleeps? Are we on day two yet? Uh, I believe so. Oh, can we talk really quick about how Max is just, like, oh, hanging over Jirachi when Jirachi wakes up? Oh, yeah, just, like, creepily, like, watching him sleep. Yeah, like, <laughs> Max is just, like, watching him sleep. Like, I, as I said, this is like giving a seven-year-old a kitten. Like, this is the equivalent of that. And the problem is, like, this kitten's a jerk that steals things. Yes. Uh... Correct. <laughs> um, so the gang, or Max and Jirachi hang out at the fair and go on various rides, and nobody notices that the thing that the entire festival is built around is there. I guess they wouldn't really know what Jirachi is. They have no frame of reference. That's true. But yeah. he's still, like, a really obscure Pokemon that people would be, what is that? Like, what? This is, who? I would think so, Yeah. Because if there are other ones, there would be other legendary Jirachis, you know, or like, mm-hmm. um, no, no, it's still rare. So somebody would have to say something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes me think about just the rarity of Pokemon inside the anime universe, but I digress. Um, somebody should write an article about that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so Team Rocket watches them from afar and is basically explaining everything wrong with what Ash and Co are doing, where they're like they're they're just hanging out with the Strachi when they could be granting wishes, uh, and they're like it'll be better in our hands, so they're gonna try to steal Jirachi. Um, and so for whatever reason, Ash and Brock are helping out in the magic show, right? Yeah, they they were played Team Rocket as the clowns. Yep. Yes. Uh, That's what happened. While they're there, um, May and Max are, like, helping just around with the the, uh, set. And a piece of the set falls over, and uh, May holds it, and Max goes to help her. And then Jirachi steals Max's glasses, and then this, like, and Max has to go chase down Jirachi to get his glasses back. But he leaves his sister to die, and then the set piece (laughs) falls over onto her. And I honestly believe that, like, that has the enough weight to do some serious damage. I think yeah. Max just condemned his, his sister to death. And Jirachi <laughs> caused all of this. Yeah. So Max is probably... What what Jirachi did was stupid, but what Max did was even dumber. Yeah. Like, get the whole got the damn thing up with, like, out your glasses or anything like that. Yeah, like, no, this whole thing is just... Like we said, this is awful. Like... Let's do this because we can. Okay. Um, but Max is over. He gets over it pretty quickly and starts laughing and playing with him again, even though he almost murdered his sister. <coughs> um, but uh, so Absol attacks. Uh, yes. 
Absol the mistaken the mistaken uh hero. Uh mistaken. I guess the one thing I do like about this movie, or like a thing that I can at least kind of appreciate in some ways, is that they don't really explain what Absol's doing at first. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice because it's very easy to just have everyone explaining exactly what they're doing in a children's movie. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It kind of they did kind of say like, "Oh, something bad's going to happen," because that's what Absol does. Right. It appears He's a bad tragedy. Omen. Oh, what's gonna happen? Dun, so, dun, dun. Uh, May uses Torchic, and Pikachu does the Pikachu thing, and they they fight Absol. And then the magicians trap Absol in the set. Well, no, before this, Jirachi, like, figures out that Absol, like, knows Jirachi. Um, and so then Jirachi teleports away. He's a jerk once again. And teleports Torchic and Pikachu up above the tent and has them fall from a great height. And Useless. it's just... It's just like, seriously, Jirachi, you are just not a nice person. Useless. It's um, awful. It's absolutely they, awful. So what, so what would happen if they actually broke the tent? They'd die. Yeah, exactly. So the tent was strong enough to make them bounce. Yeah. Well, no, it, I, I mean, though they're not super substantial. So they're, I, they're, they're probably, not very heavy, but like, yeah. still, it's yeah. like... But if the, if the height is high enough... Mm-hmm. Well, even if they bounce would, off at the wrong angle and land on their face or something, like it's not... It's not responsible. Oh, it's responsible. Um, I'm just saying that that tent was like, I don't know how tall it was. It's fairly tall. They would drop about three times the height of that tent. From yeah. what you could tell from the angle, it was it was high up. It wasn't just like oh, like ten feet. It was I, like, I think we shouldn't debate this too much. Um, yeah. But so like, the, the, the only the short of it is the Jirachi's a jerk. Um, yes. So. The magicians trap Absol inside the set, and uh, they use their curlia to mind break it, um, and you know, like knock it out. Yeah. And Jirachi falls asleep again, which is the only time you're safe anymore is when Jirachi's asleep. So they, sh- <laughs> everyone should have breathed a deep sigh of relief then, because this horrible monster is no longer able to ruin our lives. Seriously, no, like Jirachi and Max are like a match made in heaven. I swear. Yeah, a perfect one-two punch of garbage. Um, so, Misty, not, I wrote Misty in my notes, what am I doing? May, uh, almost forgot her Wishmaker, and, uh, which, again, I, I gotta reiterate, is stupid, because she's constantly hanging out with a Pokemon that can grant wishes. And the whole Wishmaker Okay, but there. we've established she's a jerk, so maybe she learned that. She's like, I gotta <laughs> wish this Pokemon away forever, hopefully this one works. Or maybe she figured out that Jirachi can't actually grant a wish. But she just didn't say it. Oh, he can't really. He just steals things from other people. Yeah. Maybe she figured that out. So it's like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this then. Maybe I'll get my own wish. I don't know. So If I paid money for it, I'd try it out anyways. Hell. I mean, yeah. I even, it's it's just a fun thing it? to do anyway. When I, don't in Rome. Her, I don't remember seeing her pay for it. She's like, I'll take it. And then she just took it. I mean... That's what you can do when you're a girl. You can just go up and then people give you things. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. Um, I, I wouldn't know. I would. Oh. This this part's getting cut out, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Butler steals Jirachi and then name drops Groudon for no reason. Um, I mean, it's not no reason. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to use Jirachi to resurrect Groudon. And he's got this crazy machine. Um, now, I'd like to make note of the fact that Butler wears a lot of hats. Like, not mm-hmm. literal hats, but my dude is an astronomer, a scientist, a magician. like An engineer. An engineer. Uh, he's just like... Yeah. Uh, like he, 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 he's a man who wears a lot of hats. And um, the machine doesn't work, and then he reveals that he's gang-affiliated. Like, my dude's... My dude's hardcore. He was rolling with Team Magma. Well, he tried to join them, and then they laughed at him, and for good reason. I mean, uh, he did almost kill everybody. Uh, yeah. I, I think it blew up in his face. Well, it blew up in his face when he demonstrated the Team Magma, but then, like, later on in the movie. Oh, yeah. His goals are definitely nefarious, uh, but, I mean, I guess Magma wouldn't be opposed to nefarious goals. Anyway, 
Um, so Jirachi doesn't want to grant wishes to this guy because he seems like a big old jerk, but bigger jerk than Jirachi. That's hard to do. I, I don't think that scene makes a whole lot of sense. It like the things that Jirachi is are like are saying or is saying rather just, I don't know. The torture scene doesn't make sense to me. Jirachi gets tortured and is in, in, in physical agony. Apparently he has to fight off like the machine. Um, I'm saying, yeah. I think that's stupid. Uh, but that could summarize the entire movie. Um, so Absol has to watch as Jirachi is in pain, trying to resist. Um, but Jirachi's power destroys the machine. And um, so the gang tries to rescue Jirachi. And Butler's assistant, Diane, helps them escape on the bus that they came on um and then a mighty Anna chases down the bus which is really impressive that's an impressive feat for a dog to pull off chasing down a uh, bus um and yeah from there we have a, a montage of them running away or is mm -hmm. that not yet uh i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not sure this either. movie was kind of a blur until the end Okay, I've yeah, got, I, got, like, I got this figured out. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, Mighty Anna chases down the bus, and then they they go over, like, a rough patch in the road, and then we have a really jarring transition to them at, like, a camp at night, and yeah. May is doing her Wishmaker, and it's just really off-putting. That's why I was confused, because I couldn't pay attention, because the movie had more ADHD than anybody humanly possible does. Um, and then... Butler looks off at the moon or whatever, and he's like, it's time. But it's not time, because it's like, he doesn't even do what he's setting out to do for, like, another week. Or, you know, a couple <laughs> days. Um, so, no, it is not time, Butler. Uh, and, no, if you watch the end of the movie, that is, he's probably spending days out there getting stuff ready. Yeah. Yeah, but how did he get there before them if he didn't even have a vehicle? Uh, maybe he flew. I guess he probably well, flew. Um, how Butler got there? Yeah. I was looking at the Bullpedia, and I think he ejected a blimp-like device from his van, apparently, to follow them. Okay, I guess so I, I guess missed that part. Um, my like, eyes must have I don't glazed over. It either. Maybe they cut that out of the Western version. They may have. I don't remember. Either way, he has a Salamence. Yeah, he um, does. So, yeah, so. and that's a pretty quick poke, so... Uh, that's not too... That doesn't scratch credulity too far. Um, so, Diane explains about how she and Butler have been together forever, uh, and Butler is just, like, they used, he used to be a good, a good guy, and then after his failure, he's become obsessed with proving, like, that he's legitimate, uh, and he's become really obsessed with the whole Jirachi deal, um, and then we get the 80s montage that has, it's, it's, it's 80s montage, sax and all, yep. um, like, they get stuck, uh, like, the bus gets stuck on a hill at one point, it's all muddy, um, and, like, days, t like, p days pass, like, this is a really, really long chase sequence. Yeah, like, call two days that. of driving, Yeah, and then the third day, they get to the place. Um. Like, why? And then Max starts having trouble with Jirachi leaving, he's like, I don't want Jirachi to go, and then Ash, in all of his infinite wisdom, gives a speech about letting go of, of those that you care about. And, like, and in the dub, they force in a mist, they force in, they force in pokey shipping, with Ash mentioning Misty. A name drop, or not a name drop, but like a reference there. Yeah. Um, it's only in the dub. It's only in the dub. It's not I don't in know any... if that's really pokey shipping, if it's just, this is a friend of mine. Uh, it's just a reference, I think, really. Pokey shipping. Yeah. Um, pokey shipping. So, they make their way to Jirachi's home, um, which is uh, a forest, which is such an original setting for these movies. I uh, What a distinct location. I remember everything about it. Totally unique, unheard of before in, in the series to have a, a forest as a location. I'm... I'm I'm truly amazed by the scope of this film. Remember the last time there was a force in the movie? That was probably the best movie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, forests don't bode well in this franchise. Just avoid them all together. 
Um, so there's more bonding between Max and, and Jirachi, and more terrible singing, or half singing. And uh, so it's like, oh, it's the it's the night, it's time. Mm-hmm. And they go into the cave, and Jirachi falls asleep. And it turns out that Jirachi's actually a seed of life for this region. And if it doesn't do this, then everything will die. Because, like, it feeds off of its energy. But yeah. that doesn't make any sense, because, like, wouldn't, in a thousand years, couldn't more life just go into this region? <laughs> like, it's Jirachi's no. role in this ecosystem make no, makes no sense to me at all. It's not an ecosystem it's if it's based off, like, some ancient generator that just exists there. Well, I it's mean, literally, I guess... It's literally, like, as artificial as you can get without being artificial. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's a terribly good explanation of anything. Like, this movie is dumb. Why would it do this? Well, that, um, this, well, this is a really bad movie. It is. But the four, whatever they are, Farina, whatever it's called, that's where Jirachi was found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, it makes sense for it to at least be there. And yeah. I don't know why it generates life. I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It doesn't. It doesn't have a strong enough power to grant wishes. Like it. It teleports stuff. So I guess teleportation makes it able to give life. I don't. Jirachi, know. life giver. It, it, it teleports life from other things. Yep. It just, it, again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it just steals life. life. For all we know, it's actually sapping the life of, of Ash and Co. as we as it, we speak. It and they're only be, yeah. immune. It's Grim Reaper. It's, Drag- they're only immune Drag- because they're immortal. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So, oh no, it's a trap. Uh, and Jirachi is captured by Butler. And Butler is still, like, riding this magician thing really hard, even though his evil plan has already been hatched. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, yes, he is. He's still committed, and I respect that to a degree. Like, if you're going to commit, commit, you know? And, uh... Yeah. He's like, he's like, magician should save his best track for best... the Trick for last. Yes, thank you. Um, and... So there's this like really agonizingly long sequence with the new machine, uh, yep. which is absolutely gigantic, by the way. Uh, and I don't know how he had time to fabricate this machine in like the couple days that he had because he had to. I design... think he had it. He probably just had to assemble it there, you know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, which is impressive for one person to do. Do you think yeah. he was still doing magician stuff there? Like, do you think he's just alone and he'll be like, and for my next trick, I'm going to eat this toast. And okay, just... so, like, it's it's one of those fake it till you make it type things, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, of he was probably, like, a scientist. And he's like, you know what? The best way to, like, cover up my ambitions now is to be a magician, right? And so, like, he, he doesn't, like, he's not, he doesn't think he's a magician at first. But, like, you know, after, like, about six, seven years of, like, Dude, being a magician... Well, no, it's just like so ingrained in his personality that he they, is a magician. No, he already actually was a magician from the very very beginning. Because when they show the flashback between him and Diane or whatever, oh, he's doing true. magic. Yeah. So he's been a magician for his whole oh, wow. life. He's I mean, a magician slash scientist. This is awful. How? Are, I don't get why. It's not, there's not. Phys- it's not physically no possible sense. to do all these things. It takes ten thousand hours to get good at anything. So you know, he's he's just getting all those hours in. Um, Apparently, like. So, um, we got another sequence of tree dying, or trees dying in my Pokemon movies. Uh, Jirachi's power is, like, sapping life from the region. Uh, you know, because it's all returning to Jirachi. So, you know, more environmental destruction in my Pokemon movies. Then Groudon comes to life. Is this starting to sound familiar? Is this, like, sounding like something you might have seen before? Uh, No. I don't think they use reused plots in Pokemon movies. Um, and then the the forest starts getting lit on fire and more environmental destruction. Um, I have written in my notes Diane dies, but I don't think that's what happens. Uh, she okay. So like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so for unexplained reasons, this Groudon that he resurrects can just suck up people with these like think, tentacles that it has, and it's not even a Groudon. It's just what? some failed abomination yeah and yes. well like okay it's got these powers that it shouldn't have and are very unexplained it's another thing of like poor writing mm-hmm. um and yeah. it's just like oh we need to make danger happen and it's literally just like these tentacles that come out and want, want to eat you uh-huh. and so like he it ends up eating a lot of pokemon then it eats diane and then diane says the 
the like cheesiest love line where it's just like, if this is the end, I'm happy that the last thing I saw was you, my love. And it's even just like, though you're a horrible monster now. Even though you're a horrible monster and you did this to me. <laughs> um, and then and then he's just like, and then our friend Butler is just like, I'm gonna have the biggest 180, and I'm gonna backpedal so hard oh, right now. Just oh backpedal no. like Mach eight. Yeah, like, right. My actions oh, nope. have consequences. Who could also no, let's let's take a moment to just like mention all of the uh, Flygon fan service. Yeah, I, I, as a Flygon oh, yeah. fan, I was I was pretty pleased by the amount of representation in this movie. There's a lot of Flygon fan service in this movie. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, they they use Flygon and Salamance to to fly around the Groudon and like scope everything out. Um and they're gonna so they have to go turn off the machine and butler is their buddy now oh so they take butler to the machine and uh he's like i'm gonna re- flip this rock around and then that'll fix everything which is not doesn't seem right to me he just he's gonna um, yeah no he's machine- just like i'm gonna reverse the polarity and so i'm like oh that makes sense if you just like hit some buttons on the computer i would have been perfectly satisfied it's but he takes the rock everything. and he flips it backwards and i'm just like no well first he drops it and then Ash catches it with Salamence. Uh, uh, Flygon. With Flygon. Flygon, rather. Flygon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Flygon love. And then he gives him a thumbs up, which is stupid. Because, stop. Please. Yeah. Stop. Uh, that, I, I'm still not convinced that flipping around would do anything, really. Is it going to reverse what happened? Uh, I, I, that's, I think that's the idea. Um. It's like a lot of people say reverse the polarity of a lot of things. A lot of it's like the favorite like sciencey terms to say, but it, it doesn't. I I don't know the specifics of how this machine works. Reverse the polarity on those shields. Yeah, exactly. Um, not like my favorite part. I don't know like if we've gotten to it yet or if it just happened before. But when he's running to flip the switch, like pull the lever. You, you're getting Mike crackling on your end there. Oh. Um. I don't. Uh, yeah. You're fine now. Yeah, like, when he's playing the levers, like... Oh, there it is again. Most... Mm. Uh, are you, like, right up on your mic? Better? Mm. Can, can you keep... Can you try talking for me? Okay, I'll try talking. Hmm. Yeah. It's the, just... It, every... Let me, so often let me turn it on turn it off, or let me just reset okay. it. Okay. Oh, man, things have been going so smooth. Oh, we're almost done. Yeah, we're... I mean, we're almost there, yeah. This is going really well, by the way, guys. Thank you for... Is it better? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, go for it. All right. But, like, the part I found was, like, my favorite kind of stupidest was when he just, like, they had this whole scene with Butler pulling the switches. Like, why the fear? Mm-hmm. Ash, like, flying around on a fly gun, dodging stuff. I know the action and seeing Butler run to a lever, pull it, and, like, it's like a minute and a half of him just pulling these levers. It's like Halo like, 4. Like, why do we need this? Halo 4 is nothing but pulling levers and punch, pushing buttons. Like, uh, so, yeah. They stop so the machine dumb. and everything's totally cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything's resolved. Butler doesn't have to go to prison. Um, even though he did untold amounts of environmental damage. Um, and threatened the lives of these actual children. Uh... But everything's okay. Uh, Draji sent Grout onto space. Yep. Turns out That's the Max. Pretty much what happened. Max yeah. is the true wishmaker. Uh, wow. I'm. I'm so moved. I'm not. I feel like at both both Max and Jirachi just were not doing anything productive in this movie. Yeah. Basically. Max and Jirachi were big old jerks together the entire time, and I'm yep. supposed to be sad when they're separated. I'm, I was not sad at all. The, the only good can come from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they do the horrible chorus ver- version of the, the <laughs> oh. lullaby. Um, it is. It. I can't think of a bigger misplay in a movie that I've seen in my entire life. Like, what a horribly misguided plot element to have, you know? Right? And the thing <clears throat> is, they use, the, like, the voices. So you hear, like, Max's voice doing, like, the dudes, and it was, it's horrible. Yep. It's horrendous. It, like, okay, Maze was okay. Like, it wasn't horrible. Like, Ash and Brock, okay, it's getting bad. And then Max chimed in, and it's like, yep. my ears are bleeding. 
just just chop them off, please. Um, and end my suffering. So they they try to reach for high notes while doing do's. Like <laughs> they're going for it. Like they they're going one hundred percent committed to going for all of these notes, which is not what the do exists for. You know what I nope. mean? Yeah. Like you're not supposed to try to reach those higher octaves when you're doing. Um. So yeah, total misplay. I, I absolute garbage. Um. And Team Rocket learns a lesson, even though they didn't really get much to do, which is fine. The less Team Rocket, the better. Um. And Butler is free to go after his terrorist act. They give him a ride back to town. We get more doing. And uh, you, they, and then that's it, right? And then we get the the credits. And yeah. then we have to hear the lyrics to the song. Oh, God. Oh, it's so terrible. Yeah, they play like a, a vocal version of the song after, um, during the credits. And it's just over it's top of looking. At, uh, not the credits? It's, it's the credits, but the song's not that bad, to be honest. When you have to hear the lyrics and the actual person singing it. But I like, have such a gut reaction to that, like, that those notes that I oh just yeah, can't yeah. process it as being anything good. It just <laughs> makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Um, still to this day, like, just humming those bars there was really, really rough. And, uh, yeah, also, isn't it the Japanese version of the song in the credits? Uh, it, it, this it's is the, the first English time and then the, the Japanese. Yeah. Huh. Um, they like they like have it two halves of the song. Like, hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Did. Uh. Yeah. And that that's it. You get some video of antics and and uh, the crew looking out over the ocean, even though we were never at the ocean. Never close to an ocean. Uh. But yeah. whatever. That's that movie. Good God. Oh God! I'm I, so happy uh, this is over. <laughs> What was I going to say earlier? I was talking about, uh, was it The Rock? Uh, oh, yes, The I, Rock, yes. The Jirachi okay. going back to The Rock. Yeah, so what I assume is because Butler and Deanne, Diane found Jirachi in Fiora. And I assume it was underground, and in the ending, they showed Jirachi returning to the ground as this rock. Going whoever knows, somewhere in Fiora. So I assume it was just to disguise itself, really. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a uh, defense like, mechanism. Yeah. But what if he wakes up underground? I guess he could teleport. Probably yeah. really scared, though, if he woke up, like, under 30 feet of dirt. And he's like, no, ah. what probably happens is how, because it went underground, it literally just, like, ripple and it fades through the ground. That's probably yeah. how it pops back up again. So it returns to the ground? Yeah. At the very end, like, when they say goodbye, it's like the rock, like, the the rock flows to the ground and it's like it just ripples and it just goes in the ground it doesn't even like make a hole it's just like boom it's part of the ground so i think we've covered the plot pretty well uh do we just want to talk plot? about um what we think about this movie if you want to start that this is an awful movie <laughs> absolutely awful yeah, yeah like okay. there's yeah. there's just so many disconnects in the plot like it's really it's it was really hard to follow, and I mean, like as a kid, I probably would have been like, "Oh man, my favorite Pokemon!" Da 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 da. And I I don't think I actually ever saw this movie when it came out. I think I saw it much later after the fact, mm. and I was just like, "Okay, this is actually a really awful movie." Um, I think the first time I watched it, it was actually we did an episode on this movie. I think a really yep. long time ago. Yep, yep, and, we did. And was, that was probably the first time I actually watched this movie was when I was in my like twenties. And it's, I did not think it was a good movie then either. Um, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, I remember when I when I was listening to that episode way back when, like you had this, you guys were really really unpleased with this movie. You're displeased rather. It was did not it's like really it. Really bad. Uh, which gave me incentive to watch it. Uh, and then you were also disappointed. I I don't know if I was disappointed if I was expecting terrible stuff. Uh, this is this is like I think this is the low point though. I think this is the low point of Pokemon movies. Easily so far. This is easily the worst one so far. Well, I, I think, think the next oh. one I think the next one's better, but I'm not saying much better. Um uh, it's that like the, that's the uh, nah. the Deoxys <laughs> next. It's, yes. it's probably worse. I don't think it's worse than that. I At think at least I think, it's got a place. Like it's got like it's, a setting. Yeah. It's got a setting yeah, and the difference is I think with that movie, there's at least I, I think there's actually a real story there. Well, as you opposed guys, to this one where it's just like, oh, man, we went on a journey for seven days and we should have made the movie more about the journey, but we didn't. 
I'm just remembering the white hair kid, and that's just like a super. Oh, and not the and also the fact that apparently all in and life's a Pokemon. Um, yeah. But yeah. Whatever. So you didn't like it. That's just what I'm getting. I okay. I'm not saying it was good. I mean, like when you're comparing, I, I was about to say some very vulgar things. Um, when you compare this movie to anything else, like it's of course better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm actually a really big fan of the eighth movie. In all honesty, uh, I think the eighth movie is probably like the best one since like is, the first that's, that's the Lucario one. Yeah, the Lucario yeah, one. I like the best that one, one too. I'm pretty. I think that, that one. Um, that one came with the Mirage, the Pokemon Mirage thing. Yep. Whatever. Oh, yeah, the Mirage thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called. I have it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, Shamu, what did you think of this movie? Well, I guess we can kind of thumb it up with a few do's. Well, actually, we'll we'll end the episode on do's. So, yeah, so you didn't like it. I don't really care. I As a movie, as entertainment, it's fine. But, like, if you're going to go to, like, the plot and all that... It didn't make sense. Some, some, something in the background. It's fine. It's got, yeah. it's got Salamence in it and Flygon. It, it's good. It's, an, it's essentially it's a decent like third gen fan, fan service. Like, hey, we have a Groudon, like fake mm-hmm. Groudon air quotes, whatever. It's got May in Salamence. it. You're the dragon. Here's people. Here's also, this is the here. only Gen three movie that does not have a Gen four Pokemon in it. Fun fact. Hmm. Every other, because, like, Gen 4 was, like, hyped really early on. Oh, yeah. During Gen 3, and so, like, it was, uh, so it just starts next. It starts next movie. So, like, this is the only one where the generation really gets room to breathe? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. The next one, we had Munchlax. Yeah, you get Munchlax, and the one after that's Lucario. Yeah, Lucario and Weavile. Yeah, and then uh-huh. the one after, and you get Mime Jr. and some other stuff in there. But then you also get in the fifth, or in the one after that. It's still a Gen 3 movie. The ninth movie is still a Gen 3 movie. And that's got Manaphy and stuff in it. Yeah. Really? Oh, is that the Pokemon Ranger one? Yeah, that's the Pokemon Ranger. Oh, the God. <laughs> that's the one where Ash goes Super Saiyan. I don't even yeah. remember that movie. Oh, goodness. It was like, it was like I think a spinoff. I don't even, is that technically the ninth movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's actually the ninth movie. Yeah, that's the ninth movie. I thought it was a spinoff movie. Nope. Oh. So. Either way. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this movie's terrible. Yeah, not good. I don't like it. No. I think it's. I think it's like, it's bad as a movie, but it's also bad as a Pokemon movie. Yeah, like, no, the fan I agree. service is there, but like, it just stretches credulity so far in terms of character action, and mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to care about anything when nobody's actions make any sense. And yeah. Max is an irredeemable jerk who I'm supposed to... It's The movie's telling me that I'm supposed to care about Max when I very much do not. As a matter mm. of fact, I actively dislike him as a character. That's a true statement. That's fair. So, Five yeah. out of ten dues. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that does it for this episode of Punko Movie Club. <laughs> um... And uh, from Laventown Radio Tower, I don't know. I still have no idea how I end this show. I Sometimes end I'll end news. it on a non sequitur. <laughs> uh, but I think I know how it has to end this week, which is... I don't even remember it. Like They put so much focus on it, and I don't even remember what it was. That's not even the same remember. song. No, it's something else. Some rock in there. <laughs> yeah, um. some some power ballads. Power ballads in my Pokemon movies. Man, man, the the heavy metal cover version. I want a soundtrack for this movie that's nothing but covers of that song. <laughs> the EDM version. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you get heavy bass line going and then do, 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 the Nightcore remix. Okay, yeah, that's it. I've I've been Ethan. I've been Thatch. Uh I guess I've been Shamu. And uh I guess it's closing time. Do 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 do.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.